up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 201. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And I'm here with Adam. This week we watched The Rifleman, a.k.a. Blizzard of Souls. Yes. That's the name of the book, right? Yes. Why? Question. The original release title was Blizzard of Souls, because that's, of course, what the book was called, right? Probably would have stuck with that. When they, yeah, when they westernized it, do you think that they changed it because people were like thinking that maybe it had something to do with horror? Possibly. I mean, that's the only thing that I can figure because, like, when I hear Blizzard of Souls, I'm like, did Megadeth release a new yeah. album? First of all, I don't think Second that it doesn't, they're like, it doesn't roughly translate to the rifleman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever language they speak. Like, yeah. I was, but that was something I was thinking about because they don't touch on it anywhere I saw online. And it's like, well, maybe, you know, maybe the studio pushed for it. And I know that there was some studio interference with a lot of the stuff when it came to, you know, um, the screenplay and like what was in the book versus what was in the film and all this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But um, I don't know. I didn't know if it was maybe, but I mean, this didn't get a, a you know, of course, a wide U.S. release. So it's like, what's the point in changing the name? This is like something that you'll see at Walmart one yeah. day and you you pick it up and you're like, oh, this sounds interesting. I'm going to pick this up or find a way to to check this yeah, out. It's three you know? bucks. Yeah. So. Or it's fucking hashtag FFF Forum Film February and you're watching it with yeah. your friends, you know? Yeah. Right. That's I don't know the why only. they changed the name. I don't think it got any release in the U.S., did it? Like, it just went straight to video? Yeah, I, I think it just went straight to video. I, well, I don't see this movie getting... I'm not saying the movie was bad, but I don't... You know, there's no... No. Like, if I sat down in the room and watched this, I'd be like, what do you want to do? Like, 200,000 units? Yeah. DVDs? I mean... <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> and it's it's not bad. Uh-uh. Like the film's not bad. I think that it would have, <clears throat> I think that it would have been all right if they would have made it a, um, a limited theatrical release. Um, because I mean, it's, it's a war film. You yeah. Know? <clears throat> and we don't get a lot of those in the States. And when we do, it's usually this huge, big budget, you know, extravaganza with all these extremely westernized. Yeah. Yeah, this um, was the other side of yeah, a war yeah. movie. You know, we don't normally see movies like this. Taking the turn, taking the turn uh, from World War One to uh, the Russian Civil War or Russian Revolution. Yeah, uh, uh, I thought that was that was interesting. Yeah, right. I mean, and I mean, the film opens with like. First of all, the opening shot was amazing. Yeah. Them at night with that badass snow gear on, you mm-hmm. know? And like you. I mean, the movie's just constant combat. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, and like, I don't know, just the way that they did that, you know, when the tree falls and he sees the guy get shot and mm-hmm. he's, you know, like <clears throat> how it kind of was shot in one take, but there was edits in it. You could tell it, but the way that it moved and everything. They had that feeling that it was mm-hmm. one shot, even though it wasn't. Um, and that was a great way, in my opinion, for them to open the film. Yeah. And then, like, cut. Well, it's, oh, go ahead. 
It's just, it's very 19. It's for fans of 1917 for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And then it cuts to like him and his mom mm-hmm. and all this, you know, the, the soldiers show up and they shoot the dog and shoot the mom. Fuck, dude. Like, yeah. They didn't and just kill like, his mom. They killed his dog, too. Yeah. Right. It's like, damn. And, and the dog wasn't even dead, dude. That was the yeah, sad part. Yeah, that was. I was just like, dude, put the dog down, please, you know? So but, the um, Germans kill his mom. Yep. And that's where when he goes, and then like, dude, he's like, he'll be 16. Was it two weeks or two months? He'll be 17. It was two months. So like two months, yeah. So he's like, you're too young. He's a and child. his dad came over. Yeah, dude, right? Yeah, dude, and that really they because you don't really see a lot of them like like the first kid that he kills. Yeah, and when they stop and see each other, it's like, oh, dude, like you're me on the other side. Yeah, what the we, fuck are yeah. we doing here? You know? Yeah, you want to run that way? I might run this way. Yeah, and then he gets pushed into the damn thing. But when you really see, like, whoa, was when they were doing the damn revolution thing, and they were like, anybody can sign up. Yeah. And he's in that fucking he, hole, dude. And he looks around and they're like 13 year olds, man. Yeah. Children crying. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. And then what do they just put them in the front? They were like, here. Yeah. When they run yeah. up, shoot at them. And it's like, man, you're putting them up there to die. Yeah. They can't tank that bullet, you know? That was fucked up, though, seeing them. Yeah. Like kids sign up. And then he, and he was like, you're too young. So they did have a limit. But then the guy said, his mother was killed by the Germans and that yeah, guy looked at him and stamped that fucking paper. Like, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And then dude, his dad comes over there and they're like, you're too old. And he's, he's like, like uh-uh. yeah. turn my papers in your supervisor. Yeah. Let me see how many fucking sniper shots I've got and what I've done. Yeah. And he was a badass. See, to me, know? he was the rifleman. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the kid kind of came around towards the end, but yeah. Did y'all feel it kind of, hop around a little did yeah. y'all get that yeah. from it where it just kind of i don't know it was just a different style well, of movie making where it didn't yeah. well settle in one thing it would just boop we're on I yeah. like, okay we're talking about this now it's kind it of different like that of, uh, it made me think of like and hear me out here war films and zombie films have the same b-movie strategy yeah and it's you know the premise, you you know where the setting is going to be at. You're familiar with everything you're about to see, so almost it's like it becomes this. Okay, what ridiculous war scenario can we put the main character in? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, don't, and, and and this is this is. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is based on true story from that dude's book and everything. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like but, in the. In terms of just like a movie and the way it's being presented as a movie. Yeah. You got to lay it out. There's no telling what's in the book. Yeah. But, um, well, they, like at the beginning, man, when they, uh, as soon as you start meeting these characters, I'm like, I'm like, all right, his old man's probably going to die. Yeah. I mean, at some point, right? His brother. Yeah. Oh, his brother was the one, like, when I saw him hanging out, I was like, something's going to happen to him, dude. Yeah. This He's is... going to see it. Yeah. Well, and like, that's gonna send well, like him we over. Were saying earlier, when the uh, when the old man's trying to enlist, and then later on in the film, you know he, uh, 
the boy uh, army crawls up to him. When he you said know, how he's many? like, dude, you're alive. Yeah, yeah. you look at his, you look at so his the notches on his it's gun. all knocked by how many kills, yeah. Yeah. He said it'll be 60 by summer. Yeah. He was a badass, dude. Yeah. His dad, his dad was so fucking pissed that they killed his wife. Yeah. He was like, I'm killing as many of these cocksuckers as I can, dude. And he brought his boy into war, like. Yeah. In a fucked up war. Like, war now is different. I'm not saying yeah. it ain't dangerous. But. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just the, the kind of shit they had them the doing back then. Yeah. Fuck, well, dude. dude, like all those moments, because I've never seen so many people that are like in the commander position or the general position just get taken the fuck out. Y'all remember dude? when like, that one guy was there? standing in the pit looking around, looking, yeah. and that sniper hits him yeah, when that, they hold the hat several, up? Yeah, several scenes where they're just chilling in the trench. Yeah. Dude's just walking and just zip fucking falls over, man. Takes one to the head. Yeah. And when they and would that, storm, you just see bodies just dropping. Yeah. Oh, what about the snow? The when they crawled up in the snow, they would crawl. With that metal yeah. thing? With the light. They had that little yeah. metal thing they could get behind so that if they shoot it, they won't hit them. Yeah. I they was like, this is intense, dude. Holy yeah, shit. That- and it's like, you're right. It is such a different type of war that they were fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. And their tactics were completely different. And it's like, you're you're fighting a war where you start the war on horseback and you end the war with jeeps and vehicles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you start the war with, like, bolt-action rifles, and then you end the war with, like, Fucking almost automatics. Automatic. Yeah, almost automatic weapons. Yeah, semi-automatic. You know. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And like that cannon turns into a mortar. Yeah, and, and, and everything the gets smaller. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, these dudes were just in their. They were just in their fucking t-shirt and pants and their jackets. Like, mm-hmm. could you imagine if we sent soldiers into battle like that right now with those guns? Like, <laughs> yeah, like put your fatigues on. You're fine. I wouldn't. Th- I'd be like, there. they're not coming back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Everybody's gonna die. Yeah, especially yeah. So, and and that like we I think we touched on this when we did nineteen seventeen, but like it's such a brutal war that really like modern day has not really they they've started to take the plunge on it, but they haven't fully taken the plunge in my they opinion. Even scraped like, the surface. No, because like it was, it was a horrible war. World War Two was a horrible war, but World War One was the you know the great one, one of the worst. Yeah, well, well, it's because of well, like you guys were saying, it's because of these leaps in technology that happened during the time. Yeah, because I mean, you know, like you guys were saying, you know, it would start with horseback, end with fucking jeeps and stuff, and all the while you've got moments where these motherfuckers have to still attach their bayonets to their fucking rifle. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, war inevitably fuels, like, human growth and, and the growth of technology and everything, right? Yeah, I mean, war is a huge moneymaker, so. Yeah, well, and it goes hand in hand. It's like mm-hmm. technology advances yep. because you need, need to be able to either attack or defend yourself from some type of threat, right? So could you imagine, like, what if there was a war like a legit world war happening right now 
where we would technologically be at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it would be fucking insane. Like if well, that's, someone, that's, will, that's a, it's a frightening, it's a frightening route to that progress for sure. Yeah. But it's crazy how war fuels growth. Just hum, yeah. Growth and human progress overall. Like the need for all of this stuff is just like, we had a war. That's why we have Jeeps and yeah. like automatic well, weapons. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it, it just, it sucks that it sucks that it take that it took that type of strife and struggle to breed that innovation yeah instead of oh, like yeah. a instead of a healthy uh yeah strife as you would call it. like instead of instead of just which granted it would be slower pace but if it was just more more of like a healthy thing where it's like okay you went from horses well i've got this little steam engine now oh okay well you got this, that steam engine well i'm gonna build one with two and it's gonna go a lot faster like something like that, that i'm gonna build an engine uh, and have a horse like, yeah. uh, 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 but like, you know, healthy competition, whereas most of human history is kind of done doing the fucking exact opposite. It's like, fuck, fuck just making better shit and hoping that other people can keep up. Instead, it's, oh, they've got really nice shit. Well, we're going to go invade their country and take there's it. There's, um, yeah, there's sure there's a list out there of stuff that was created, invented, like, during the war for the war for use that we still use yeah. that. I think Velcro was right. Wasn't Velcro created. I've always heard that stuff like that was in, that's what they used it for. And it just kind of, you know, yeah. Well, all right here, this is just from world war two. And this is just a quick little, a quick little list here, but these are the top 10, uh, everyday inventions. See, there is a list. Own. To World War Two, right? Yeah. Of course. So no, number one is computers. Why not? Number two is ATMs. Comparing. Damn. Yeah. Number three, super glue. Amazing. Love it. Number yeah. Number four, penciling. Number five, satellites. Damn. Number number six, freeze dried coffee. Okay. No number seven, radar. Number eight ballpoint pens uh number nine jet engines and number 10 photocopying damn dude i mean it's just like some a different of these world without all that stuff yeah exactly we wouldn't be doing the podcast <laughs> no, right dude. like at all computers man of course it was. yeah Makes sense. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see if i can find a list for world war one real quick here okay here we go <laughs> you ready for world war one yeah Inventions. All right, let me get it pulled up here. Um, hold on, it's still loading because it's it's got some good ones on here. What do you mean the page can't be reached? All right, number one, trench coats. Number two, daylight savings time. What those motherfuckers? Yeah, they're the ones to first, blame. It was first implemented in Germany in April of 1916 as a wartime measure to conserve coal by having an extra hour of daylight in the evenings. Yeah, that's daylight savings time. Checks yeah. out. Number three, blood banks. Damn. Number four, sanitary pads. Mm. Like gauze and shit. Yeah. Number five, Kleenex. <laughs> Number six, uh, Pilates. Okay. 
Number seven, stainless steel. Whoa. Yeah. Number eight, zippers. How many things do you own? Oh, shit, dude. I can see like 10 of them right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Number nine, wristwatches. And number 10, drones. Drones? Yeah, it says fewer than 15 years after Orville Wright soared over the dunes of Kitty Hawk, he participated in the American military's first experiment with unmanned aircraft. Charles Kittering supervised the experiments and in 1918 successfully tested an unmanned aerial torpedo that could strike a target at a distance of 75 miles. Launched by a dolly and track system, the Kittering bug consisted of a paper mache fuselage and cardboard wings. It relied on a a barometer and gyroscope for guidance. The war ended, however, before it could be ready for combat. God damn. The Wright brothers were before their time, man. Boy, we came up. We came a long way with that idea. And I could, yeah. I see what they're talking about. It was a glider, dude. They would just throw it. Yeah. See how far, put it in the slingshot thing and just full sand, dude. We yeah. We can kind of fly it, but not really. We can fly it in a line. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. if my calculations are correct, it's going to hit right here. Yeah. Hopefully okay. the wind don't blow it off course, you know? Yeah. So. But it's just crazy to think. It's crazy, like, watching, watching these older, like, World War One films, and I hope we continue to get them because I mean, World War Two. Uh, if you go back within the past sixty years, I, no, I'd say probably seventy years at this point has been exhausted. Yeah, I've got enough cinematically. Those. Uh, but World War One was a completely different beast, and it's a nice breath of fresh air to not only see you know a World War One film in general, but also a war film about something that we have no part of. Yeah, different angle. We, yeah, we have no stake in whatsoever as Americans. And to see how, I mean, these dudes lived in a countryside and they were per- trying to protect their home. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that nobody that lives or has ever lived in this country has ever Had known. Or, yes. And I mean, could you imagine having to pretend you're protect your homeland? Like not even your house, but your whole fucking country. Yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. But um, I think they did a fantastic job. I think that the dude, the the main kid, yeah, did a great job. Oh, yeah. He did a really great job, in my opinion. Like, he was scared he was at first. It, yeah. He had it I all. Mean, I felt it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, When he was looking, because I would be sitting, you'd be sitting there doing the same thing when he was just kind of taking everything in, looking around yeah. and everything that was going on. He's like, and then, you know, you got that dialogue in your head going like, look at these guys over here reading the letter. How can they be calm right now? Like, what? Yeah. We're in uh, this fucking hole, dude. They just yeah, shot our then, sergeant. Like, Yeah. And then they're like, they're they're looting the bodies, taking the boots off the bodies. That bothered him pictures. when he took the boots off that kid's body. Yeah, I mean. Oh, here's another scene I want to bring up. Everyone's all hunky-dory, right? Yeah. Whenever he wakes up that night when they saw sleep in that thing and he sees that everyone it's is having nightmare. fucking nightmares just like him. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, dude, they're all scared. They just got to. Yeah. I mean, you're there. You got to do it. Yeah. Like they're all traumatized. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like the scene where 
um, they start pushing into like the marsh. Yeah. Like the swampland and the fog is rolling in and the everything. The one where he gets, he gets away from them. Yeah. Yeah. And that shit was crazy. I mean, dude, you're getting shot at, but you're running full force into bullets. Yeah. And you don't know it's, where it's coming from. You just hear and you're it. Hoping no. to go, you're just hoping to God the one don't strike you. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Or I thought he was going to shoot one of his own guys. Yeah, I thought that because was when he started oh, aiming, when he, when he, he was he turned around. Yeah, well, when he started aiming, he was aiming in the direction they went. Yeah, and that was a cool shot, man. When he and he was just walking through the trees, and you could see them getting further away. Yeah, and then after a little bit, dude, they were just gone in that fog. That yeah. shit was, you know, fuck being out there. All I'm the, like, we'll have to wait. All this the fog locations, lifts. man, were were amazing. Oh yeah, like. Like like where the scene you were describing with the fog and everything, mm-hmm. and just how like they would have moments where it would it would just be like when he was looking around, it would you know these really nice sceneries, but then when you're in the war area, it's just it's just shit. It's dreary. It's fucking dismal. So and this yeah. is something that I didn't know they did, but I'm guessing this has got to be taken out of the book. Like before they leave their house, they bury all their jewelry. All their like, you know, nice stuff. Yeah. He was burying that shit in the ground so they could come back maybe one day and get it. Yeah. They're like, burn the house down. He's like, if they want to burn it down, fuck them. They can burn it down. Killing the cows. Yeah. It's like, whoa, dude. Yeah. Don't leave any livestock behind. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck this. He was like, fuck the Germans. Don't leave any cows. Yeah. That was a. It's crazy how going on Griffin, what he said, like how we've never really had to fight for this land now yeah for so long and how in these war movies both world war one I, I mean hell honestly any era but that it's just a common thing it would be like fuck the invaders they're not getting anything yeah dude if like if, farmers would just tear down all of their hard work just to be like fuck you which i mean it's a logical thing but yeah if if that was to happen here n- right now, if someone attempted to invade us right now, <clears throat> it would be a sad state of our country. Oh, yeah. A very sad state of our country. And it would make a lot of these boys, and I'm talking boys like older than us, boys, mm-hmm. children, mentally children. Yeah. Either die or forced to become men. Forced to yeah, we're me. talking kids that have never written, you know, they've never been outside. They never touched a shovel. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Like they don't know. A lot of them don't, don't, man. A lot no, of them don't even don't. know how to wash their own goddamn clothes. Yeah. And that I'm always like, it's, I don't know how to wash your clothes. You put it in there, you pour the shit in, you take it out, you put it in the other thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's got fucking uh, settings on it. Right. Mean, you don't know how. Never kids doing it. This is what kids need. I've said this before on the podcast that they should. And and this is something I do believe in that, you know, between the ages of 18 and 22, you should have to enlist and serve uh, and learn a skill. Yeah. Right. I also think that from the ages of um, eight to uh, 16, you should be forced to work on a farm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'll build a little character. Between all those ages, from the t- between age eight and twenty-two, radically different mentality of the country. Mm-hmm. 
the respect that people would have for people would be like almost sickening. You yeah. know what I mean? But be a different yeah, world. Yeah. It would definitely be a different world. Like, I mean, I did, I never served. I grew up on a farm though. And I can tell you that you learn a lot of shit. Yeah. And a lot of time oh, you yeah. get put in these situations where you can't, your you're not, well, you're not like, you know how some people they're like, nah, I don't want to do it. It's like, no, you're doing it. You're already yeah, doing they, it. Get over here and hold this fucking pig's guts. Yeah. While yeah. I clip this thing. And it's like, <laughs> they're still <laughs> <What>? warm. <laughs> yeah. Of course but it is. We just yeah. fucking killed it. Yeah. And I'm over here Did like. you not hear it? Scream? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those people, they'll be like, I'm not doing that. Oh, dude, yeah, if your fucking grandparents told you to do it, yeah, you're gonna do it, man. Yep. But um, but no, man. This the the film had tons of cool shots, and and it was and a very interesting story. And like, I would check the book out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'd probably think, be nice to see. Yeah, because they um, had pictures but, at the end. That was yeah, some of the guy's was, pictures to back a story up. It was creepy, right? Seeing those old photos. Yeah. Every time I see photos from World War One, World War Two, it's so creepy. Man. They are creepy. Yeah. It's like pictures um, of ghosts. Yeah. So apparently in the in the book, the the kid, um, he ends up marrying the girl, mm-hmm. the nurse, uh, and they have children. And, yeah, and they you know grow old together and all this kind of stuff. Um, but one of the main things that the movie leaves out that the book, it's very pivotal part of the book that they left out that the, um, studio kind of interfered with was before he met her, he had another love interest. Mm. And I don't think it, I don't think it was the girl that he let wear his hat. Yeah. I don't think it was her. I think this was a different girl. Um, but there was a lot of stuff that happened between him and this other girl uh, earlier in the story before he met the nurse that like really kind of his like, first girl. You don't, yeah. And you know, it shaped him, you know, in that mm-hmm. way, you know, war shaped him in one way and this other relationship shaped him in another way. And a lot of people online were upset because they took that out because it was such an important part of the book as his character growth and character development, uh, as an individual. But, um, you know, if they would have left that in, it would have turned into like a two and a half, two hour, 45 minute movie. Yeah. Um, House always wins, man. I know. Studio right? moved in was like, Mm-mm. yeah, cut it. Can't do that. Yeah. I would like, I, I, I would hope that they filmed all that yeah, stuff. And, and it's, yeah. They'll release like a director's cut one day. Be nice. Yeah. Cause I would like to see, I mean, because the relationship played a very important part towards the end of the film but his relationship with anybody other than his dad and his brother, you know, really didn't take any kind of forefront in the film. Um, and his relationship with his dad was kind of fucked up. Um, like not in a bad, not no, in like, you could tell like whenever you, and you, and they never really said it in the movie, but whenever the guy's like listing the, you know, his list of accomplishments when he was in the service. Yeah. He was in the service a long time. Yeah. I think he said he gave us 15 years. Yeah. So he was gone a lot. Yeah. When he was yeah. a kid. Yeah. He had to be, right? And then I when he came so. home, he was just Paul, you know? Yeah. When guy chickens were doing this, you know, they're probably never telling the stories. But all the people he's killed, like, 
Yeah. And then, and then you see that drastic change, like the, you know, them leaving the interactions that they have at the house when they're burying everything, burning the house down. And then once they enlist and his dad is like the commander, you know, at this, at this like Academy or whatever you see this, but you also see, and I love these little parts of the film where you see these side glances where he's looking at him. Yeah. You see those moments whenever his, the, his dad is proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I that's, think that's why when he asked, when they remember when they were playing around and yeah. his dad was like, I want you guys to stand in this pose for like yeah. an hour. Yeah. And y'all saw the pose one leg up. I mean, dude, that. <laughs> after 10 minutes of that, you'd be like, just kill me. Just shoot me. My yeah. leg fucking, I can't man. Yeah. But he was being kind of tough on him because he knew what he was going into. Yeah. And oh, he's yeah. like, oh, we need to be serious. Yeah, this isn't. There's a time for fun, but yeah, you, you're headed out to the front line, motherfucker. You yeah. don't know what that means yet, but I do. Yeah, but yeah, the side he was always catching the. It's so much so I was always looking for it. I was like, "Is his dad going like?" Yeah, check on him. Like when they come and told him happy birthday. Yeah, his dad was like, "Say thank you." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, great. I I really enjoyed it, man. Yeah. I love seeing I love seeing stuff like this from a different perspective. Um and kind of seeing the horrors that other people uh had to go through, you know, how they had to survive or find a way to survive, you know? And uh I mean, everybody killed it. All the all the actors and actresses were great. All of the um all the cinematography was fantastic. The writing was good. Everything was great. I really enjoyed it. All the bodies did a good job. Yeah. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. I mean, fuck it. I'm going to rate it. I'm going to give it a full star, man. Yeah, man. I could it's see myself way. watching this again, especially if they do have like some type of a, of a director's cut or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be nice to see it. I was going to say this. I think by law, as a director, if they bring you in to make a movie, it's like, okay, look, you can release in theaters whatever fucking cut you want to release. Yeah. But after a certain period of time that passes, yeah, I get to release my director's cut. Yeah. That should be the mandatory. That, that should be part of the Screen Actors Guild, like union. Yeah. Like you can't take a job unless they agree to that. Yeah. I agree. Because we'll never, yeah. you know, even the people that read the book, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, come on, man. The whole middle of it, the book is gone. Yeah. See, we didn't even really get to see the thing, you know, like he just kind of, I knew he was going to end up with the girl. I was like. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's taking a fucking shine to her, you know? Yeah. Taking well, yeah. a shine to her? Yeah. <laughs> full star, man. It's a full star. Yeah. What did you think about it, Trav? I give it a full star, man. It was a great movie. Yeah. This is the great thing about foreign film February. guys. Yeah. We get to absorb entertainment from other parts of the world and maybe learn a thing or two on, along the way. I mean, how fucked up was it? The firing line thing. You know what I mean? There was that moment though, what that I wish his dad would have been there to see him. Yeah. When those, he looked around at those kids, one's crying yeah. The other one's praying. One gets yeah. up to run. They shoot his ass. Yeah. 
And he's like, all right, I got to do something. So he grabs the gun and he starts doing that fucking shoot, you know, duck down, reload, clear. Yeah. Shoot again. And they were like, yeah. And they just start doing it. Start seeing bodies drop. It's like, that's all you got to do, man. Shoot. Just don't lay here. They're on their way. Yeah. Get somebody back on that machine gun while we're at it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) When that guy on the machine gun gets shot, one more, get right up there. Go. File in because. We gotta These keep motherfuckers are coming, mm-hmm. and they're men oh, yeah. on the other side. They're going to kill you when they get here. Yeah, they don't give a fuck how old you are. That's just a crazy, that style of, you know, like combat, man. Like, we're going to run at each other, Yeah. and then when we get there, we're going to start stabbing each other and yeah. hitting people with fucking hammers and shit. And Yeah. God damn. Yeah. It was it was great, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh WandaVision. Oh yeah. We got we got a little a little inside scope here on what what had been happening since uh, you know, the Build big the bang back. Yeah, a little yeah. Bit. So yeah, I mean, Trav said last week that, you know, that the the black chick was um, that one chick's daughter, and sure as shit, that's I her mean, daughter. Yeah, walks past a picture and of her mom. Griffin, how cool was yep. that when they did the reverse snap? Oh, I was yeah, sitting there dude, watching that. that happen, and I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And then I was like, "Oh, everybody's coming <laughs> back." Yeah, yeah. Cool. And I, I love how time for them has not passed. No, dude. The, the, she thinks that it's still five years earlier and yeah. she's like what the fuck you know remember when she was sitting the first time you see her talking to Wanda in like three I think when they're at yeah. that little get together yeah with the and she's like I don't even it. know what I'm doing here one minute I was in a black room and now I'm here yeah and I thought maybe that was her remembering her yeah when she was gone during the thing Right. Yeah, dude, she was still laying next to the hospital bed in the chair. Yeah. Here's what's crazy, though. It's like she starts running through the hallway. Everybody starts coming back, you know? Yeah. Doctor's like, she died after you disappeared. What? Yeah. Well, and think about it this way. Like, how many people inevitably died still because of where they were when the snap took place? Yeah. Like you're in a like- car that somebody's driving. Yeah, and then when you come back five years later, you're just standing in the middle of the freeway. Yeah, like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we were driving, you disappeared. Yeah, then you got hit by a car. <laughs> five <laughs> years later. Yeah. Welcome back. You have an age yeah. today. Yeah. Um, I like the sword stuff a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. And it's, you know, it's good that, you know, they're branching out. Yeah, I kinda... like that they pick sword over shield. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so I enjoy that a shitload, and um, I I even like the little Asian dude, the FBI agent. Yeah, he's funny. He was an Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. And, he's like uh, Wanda. Who's doing this to you? And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and they bring back one of my longtime crushes, Cat Dennis. So I can't. Dude, yeah. I, as soon as I saw her, I was like, Ooh. I knew she was in the show. I was waiting. I was like, how are they going to bring her in? Yeah, dude. She's like, I need an old TV. Yeah. And they're sitting here watching the show. Now, 
Remember earlier in the season when they show us someone watching the show? And then turning it off. All right. Different TV. Different yes. desk. Yes. Completely different than what than her. Because I was like, ah, that's not the same, you know. So there's yeah. still someone involved here. Yeah. Um, was it all fingers point to Hydra? But um, <laughs> what El Hydra? I mean, you know. Yeah. It's good though, dude. When she looked at Vision and he was dead. Oh, that was creepy. Oh, as in the no teaser color. for next week. Um, they show him like walk to the edge, like he's going to walk out of the thing. Yeah. And I'm like, what if he walks out of that dude and just drops dead? Cause he's dead. Yeah. I think she's, this is how she's dealing with it. It's a, yeah. You know, when you got it's, powers and shit, you deal with death differently. Like, yeah. You know? Yep. But it was good though, man. I'm, I can't wait for the next, uh, the next episode. And, I thought, do you think that from here on out, they'll do something like, um, let's say they'll do a couple episodes with Wanda and Vision, and then they'll do an episode with, you know, uh, Geraldine or, you know, any of the other yeah. background Probably. players? Or, or do you think Phyllis? that now? I've got finished, but I'm sorry. Do you think that now it'll swap back and forth between WandaVision and then as a quote unquote commercial break, mm-hmm. it just swaps to like Kat Dennings and Geraldine and kind of what they're doing out there for like a quick little, you know, three to five minute thing. And then go right back into the one division stuff. I'd be down with that. I think it'll be a mix mash of both. And then eventually <clears throat> it'll do away with the separate timelines and it'll just all be going on at once. It'll yeah. all catch up each other remember before when you were talking about you like the way they were doing it like you know they'd show you a little bit then they'd give you some back stuff yeah yeah they kind of did that like they was laying out all this shit for us this first four episodes and then when we get into this one it's like we're seeing what's been happening on the outside because seeing that episode they're on like episode two you know when the when the boss comes over yeah. So they're behind a little. Yeah. Um just just a bit. Yeah. Well, since they also know that it's jumping from different eras. Yeah. And they clearly now are gonna know about the concept that when you go in the bubble you get auto cast into whatever <clears throat> whatever role Wanda uh what whatever her powers decide for you to yeah. be. Yeah. It's well, gonna. They're gonna. It's like how how are they gonna navigate through those different times now? Yeah. Well, not only that, but is it selective? <laughs> like, you you only see Geraldine attempt to go into the bubble, right? Matt and the beekeeper. Like yeah. But he was well, in a the, he was in a suit, and it turned him into a beekeeper. Like, yeah, because it made and, sense and he, with his suit. Well, and, and it also like, changed the drone. Yeah. 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 And wasn't it like when he was underground, everything was fine, but once he hit surface, yeah. he went through it? You could see it was, was a little bit before he went out of the, the manhole cover. Yeah. His clothes started changing. Yeah, he, he was he was still underground when he hit the barrier. Yeah. Remember the, but, um, the line fucking cut? Like, it couldn't yeah. go through. It just... Yeah. That was cool. So... It's it's interesting. I'm interested to see what they decide to do with it, man, cuz it's it's been really good so far and like 
I really like this idea of them, you know, doing the classic, you know, kind of parody of the TV series from back in the day and whatnot. But um, I'm I, I, I'm now interested, of course, along with the rest of the world of like, what the fuck is sword up to? <clears throat> yeah. And then how is how are the events from this going to cause this inevitable like domino topple of Doctor Strange? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We were looking at some stuff the other night. Uh, I was looking at some stuff with Travis, and we saw like um, so she's going to be Nate Geraldine. She's going to be in the next Miss Marvel movie or Captain Marvel, right? And and at some point she's supposed to have some powers like her mom did. Oh, okay. And whenever she got tossed out of that thing, did she have her powers travel? What were you saying? When she's rolling around on the ground, she looks like someone else. Um, well, like, well, when you remember when, whenever Captain Marvel got her powers and stuff, it sent her flying off into the distance. Yeah. But, like, there was still, like, residual energy. Yeah, when she hits her. the ground, you could see it all over her body, and it's the same you color. You can still and... see Scarlet Witch's shit, and... Who's to say, because like throughout the episode, they keep uh, referencing background radiation. Yeah. Who's to say that on top of what Wanda is doing herself, you know, whatever's yet to be revealed is in tandem with her. And maybe that was just enough energy to hit her, knock her through the barrier and, you know, some wibbly wobbly happen and she gets her powers that way. Well, because it's another that's another speculation that's on that's on the Internet. Well, uh, take that idea and run with it a little bit. Right. So what if the people that exist inside the world are actually real? They're not like creations of her mind other than vision. And what if when they come out of it, if they come out of it, then they start developing powers and like while, the they were, while they were in there, their genetics were mutated. I yeah, mean, they're definitely real people. Like, because they had everyone ID'd on that board. Everyone except for State Golden Pony Boy. Yeah. Um, for some reason, she doesn't have a driver's license. <laughs> well, she's or a thief, identification, dude. you know? But the rest of them yeah. do. You know, they had them on that board. They, we know who this person is and this person. So I'm guessing yeah. all those people, like, lived in that town. Yeah. But, and with her cops, like... Yeah, the cop, we're, we're cops of Eastview. Yeah, so what was... Is that, like, is... So that means there has to be something else, because even on the outside of it... Yeah. This shit's weird. Well, man, yeah, and I, I, I was under the assumption that the cops were, like, these things that Wanda created to throw people off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, she just puts these cops right outside the entrances and exits of the town where the roads are. And they're just like, you know, this town doesn't exist. This is crazy. You should take an alternate route, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Or maybe it doesn't exist. Uh, Who knows? Yeah. Remember the Asian uh, FBI guy was like, he's like, don't you feel it? Like it, it doesn't want you to go in. Yeah. She's like, like, yeah. Like when an animal marks its territory and other animals can sense it. Yeah. And, and Geraldine was like, yeah, I'm going in. Yeah, fuck this. She's like, I got grounded by my mom, and she's dead. You know, like, yeah. 
I thought that that was that was kind of a chuckle moment. She's like, "I'm grounded." What do you mean? It's like, well, your mom, you know, put this thing that if anybody comes back, they're grounded. They can't do all this shit. And it's like, I'm just. It was a perfect joke that they didn't make. Where it's like, you know, she died three years or two years ago or whatever, and I'm still getting grounded by my mom. You know, like. But anyway, that does kind of make sense though, because when they told him, they said Geraldine doesn't have a house here, so everybody else yeah. like lives in a house there. Yeah. She's the only one that was from out of town. Like, yeah, she's not from well, here. One part that stood out to me because I watched it again with D uh, yesterday, and there's a part that's that when you're whenever you watch it again, it kind of stands out a little more, or at least right now. But when uh, when they're all when all the housewives are gathered around and they're talking at and you know they're planning the the talent show, the talent show and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a part where Geraldine leans over to her and she says, I'm not doing anything because I'm too scared to move. Yeah. Like, I felt like there was more to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that would have been right when she came in, kind of. Yeah. She just showed up there. And the whole cult-like thing that's happened over several episodes, we hear them all just chant for the children. Yeah. That's a little odd. Yeah. <laughs> There's a I lot mean, of little odd going on here. No one's really pointing that out in, in all these crazy little videos that I'll see from time to time. Yeah. You should start a channel, dude. Um, Something D picked up on, too, is that throughout the episodes, they make a point to show you Vision and Wanda's uh, house address or house number. Yeah. And it's 2800. And apparently there's that, that, that there's a, there's a earth designated earth 2800 in the Marvel universe. Whoa. And possibly a a theory is running that there's two universes kind of rubbing against each other right now. And Wanda might be the key to how that whole town is like a bleed over of two different universes coupled with her own constructs being done. And uh, I, and what like, all right, she sees vision dead. She's having traumatic issues, this, that, and the other. What if somehow she manifests vision from this 2800 world? We've talked about this at nauseum. It's like the way to get the X-Men into it is mm-hmm. by using Wanda Scarlet, Witch. Uh, if, and if this, if that, becomes a reality to where it's like, Hey man, this is another universe. They're rubbing together right here. There's some weird shit. These people that are here don't fucking belong here, but they are, this is weird. Then it's like, okay, now what other universes exist and how do we get to rub them together to bring other, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it just, and then we have our multiverse of madness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and I really think they keep saying that they're not going to bring the X-Men and all this shit in like anytime soon. They continue to say that, but them doing WandaVision as the first uh, Marvel series and knowing what she is, it just doesn't make sense. They're going to have to bring them in way sooner. Well, I think, I think they've already, they've already kind of misdirected with that statement because. Let's look at spot. Let's look at the Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, I was going to say in that Spider-Man that movie, they the went into that, that other. 
what's what's the one thing we didn't get out of the spider-man trilogy that we were all thankful for and it was 30 minutes of peter parker becoming spider-man yes it's because the audiences know that story yes i think the audiences are well versed in x-men too considering how long the fox franchises went on so the audience doesn't need to know exactly how every x-men in the fucking mcu exists it's just that they're there and what we're already getting in the planning right now with the films is we're going to have Storm showing up in Black Panther 2. Yes. The rumor on the street is that Wolverine is going to be one of the big reveals in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm. Yes. So they're going to just piece the X-Men where they where they can fit in a in the context of a story, which is I think the the perfect way to do it. Smart. That lets that that lets the mainline X-Men get to have a little arc alongside some familiar faces. And then when the time's right, we get a proper X-Men film. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, the Avengers haven't quite got their shit together yet. Well, who can save the day? These motherfuckers can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and build on that and let the let them get ingrained in the MCU timeline. And then perhaps we can get our Avengers versus X-Men event. Yeah. Cause I think, I think one thing that we've, that we've went kind of one thing we didn't consider while we've talked about this a lot too, is that we've always kind of approached it of the idea that X-Men versus Avengers is what's going to make the X-Men get ingrained in the timeline. And it's like, well, if we slow burn all the heroes in the, in their own way, then we can build up to it. Cause that's going to be, that's another several movie film arc leading up to that yeah. event for sure. Another yeah. 10 years. Well, I mean, you know, because you got to think you can have them introduced, everything being harmony. You have these battles with all the various villains and rogues galleries of heroes that we like. And then throughout the movies, instead of having like a MacGuffin keep things together, keep having shit happen that forces the X-Men to, to, to think their allegiance to mankind and also with the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Because ultimately what will happen in the timeline, if they go anything remotely like the comics is they're going to build up that the X-Men are there and everything, but they have their little area. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, whatever they decide to do, I'm excited for it, man. Either way, because this is going to be some, this is some good writing and this is some good ideas. And it makes me hopeful for all the other series coming out. And yeah, I mean, and back to, I wanted to hit on this for a second. Origin stories, right? We don't need all the X-Men origin stories, obviously, like you said, but there, there's two acceptable things that I will be like origin story. Fuck. Yeah. And the first one is any type of cosmic hero, anything, even though we didn't get a lot of like origin story per se from guardians of the galaxy, we got enough to get us by. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the eternals, I kind of want a little bit of a 15 minute, like cinematic CGI intro explaining what the fuck they are. Yeah. Because I've never, you know, I've never read well, that's something. The perfect. Yeah. That's a perfect movie for stuff like that. Yeah. But the only other one that I want character wise through the whole fucking Marvel universe is Fantastic Four. 
because the way that they get their their powers and 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 that experience that these characters share together is going to set the tone for the rest of the fucking cinematic franchise of Fantastic Four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think that's appropriate. Now, there's some other ones that I think would be cool to harken back to. It'd be like if they decide to do Ghost Rider, you know, and his deal and all this kind of stuff that kind of allowed him to become Ghost Rider. Now, it would be cool if we didn't get that straight up, like first 15 minutes and then go. It'd be nice if like it built and built and built to like a second or third film to where it actually exposes what this deal was and what the stakes are. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I think there, there's interesting ways to do origin stories in a short amount of time. And you don't have to do it in the first film. You can do it three films later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, I, I think, and, and I agree, I think there's a place for origin stories. Absolutely. But, you know, we just, we don't, we don't, we already, we're already aware of that. X-Men really is just the main thing, just because it's, it's a way that they'll be able to reboot them, retcon them, whatever path they choose. And we already know that, okay, they're mutants. All yeah. right. Some mutants are going to have already went through their mutation and have been out in the wild for already. Yeah. But a lot of them, they're, it feels like a lot of them is going to be geared towards, well, some of the cosmic events, the consequences have been that the certain heroes got their powers imbued then. Right. Because, you know, there's no way anyone is going to accept uh, Wolverine just suddenly becoming Wolverine, right? I like he's going to have to have his his agelessness, you know, the Weapon X program, like his whole backstory. Like they're going to need, like we'll definitely get the refresher thirty minutes of what we want out of a Wolverine story, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, not to de- not to diminish Hugh Jackman's performance as as Wolverine, but whoever the next guy's going to be, he's clearly going to get his own deal. And I feel like they may do that with Falcon and Winter Soldier. It would be crazy if they if that's how some of that story gets brought in. Like you know, oh, like they the, stumble one of the things, one of the next thing. Yeah, or that, or or just something something as simple as they find it because. Because one of the things about the show and some of the some of the interview stuff that gets released here and there is, uh, uh, oh, I, I think it's isn't it Aaron Mackey that plays Falcon, isn't Anthony Mackey, something, Anthony Mackey. Sorry, him as well as Sebastian Stan in interviews. They've kind of like got tried to like get away from the who gets to wear the mantle of Cap. Yeah, and if they don't go that route, then it would be interesting that like they get, say they get put on a mission for vibranium. Mm-hmm. They're like, we need more of this shit. Well, you know, you know, come up with some, whatever reason, you know? Yeah. But long story short, they come across Strucker fucking adamantium. They yeah. find out about the weapon. You know what I mean? Like they can gear over towards it where they're like, we've had this motherfucker for a long time. He's old as shit. Yeah. Uh, as far as we can tell, this motherfucker he regenerates no matter what we fucking do to him. Yeah. Uh, so we took him and we fucking turned his bones into skeleton or into yeah. metal. You know? Because fuck him. <laughs> you know, like it's such because a crazy fuck idea. The, because <laughs> fuck that goddamn super soldier serum. 
Yeah. Uh, Here's what I think, though, real quick. You know, they've got away, like you said, from who's going to be cap, right? Yeah. This is this is all I'm saying. They're both cap. It takes two people to live up to Captain America. Yeah. You know what I mean? To fill those shoes. Or we have a we are Captain America moment. But they do the dance. They touch their fists together and they become composite Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. See what I'm going? See where I'm going with this? Mm -hmm. Split vertically. Half of them's black um, with the Falcon stuff. Mm -hmm. The other half, robot arm, long hair. Winter Soldier, but the eye patch is on that side, so Winter Soldier can't see shit. Yeah. But <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Though? What I thought you were saying was that both of them, their bodies split down the middle, and then the two bodies join. So they're like, there's two of them, but they're split. Yeah. So like, he's got one Wonder good eye. Powers activate in the form of Steve Rogers. But yeah. You're like, so I he mean, can't see shit. Yeah, he yeah. can't see shit, He's dude. constantly getting call-outs. Yeah. I got two on me. Swing your fucking arm, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, you know how we're getting... Uh, it's funny. I know that... I've only looked at it once, but it was the article a few months ago where Foggy came out and gave us the title card for Phase 4 and what, what we can expect and everything. Um, and one of those, sh- one of the line, one of the show lineups, we're getting a secret invasion. Yes. So, could that be the big crossover event for Disney? Yeah, that could be. Man. Where you know, where Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, WandaVision, where all that shit coalesces. Like it's the TV event that's not going to be made into a film. Yeah. I mean that that would that would work though, you know. The Secret Invasion is such a long story and told through so many perspectives that well, making that a TV show or or just a limited series makes way more sense than trying to condense it into one film to be like a, a like a touchstone between the next big big team up. Right. Because you'd have all these different heroes and different perspectives all over the, the world, you know, in space, the cosmic element, like the scroll invasions fucking everywhere, you know? Right. But yeah, I'm excited. And they may do a thing, you know, like uh, DC's doing with their Crisis. Um, was it Crisis or Flashpoint? The one that they did recently. Infinite Crisis or something? Crisis, crisis on Infinite Earths. Infinite Earth. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Well, all of their crossover events, like it takes place in every series and then it comes together at a certain point, you know, in each series it comes together. So if they do Secret Wars like that, make it that big, then it could definitely be something that they do there. Um, yeah. I don't think that they'll have all the series running together at the same time, but Mm-mm. who's to say that they could, they could just release a one-off, you know, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. You know what I'm saying? And that, that you know, that episode be like an hour and 10 minutes long, and it'd be like their perspective from what all's going on and how they, gain, you know, get up with the group. And then you have like another, you know, 45-minute WandaVision episode where you, it catches you up or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they could do that. Yeah. Like, they've got fucking Disney+. Plus. They can release whatever the fuck they and want then, whenever. Yeah, and then, and then have it toward the last episode. Uh, we get our 
reintroduced Captain Marvel, who's clearly obviously going to be recast and everything. And uh, did y'all happen to see that? No. Is it a Brie Larson? I think so. Brie Larson has is supposedly going to be recast. Yeah, we talked about that here a while back. Yeah, because remember we were. I was talking about her YouTube channel. And that it, her YouTube channel did so bad, they're like, we got to get rid of her. It wasn't all the YouTube channel. But no. like, here's the thing. People don't like her. You know? Like, that's... Well, well she keep her fucking mouth they shut. They don't like might her. Be different. I'm just saying. And, you know, when you're playing an Avenger... Yeah. Numbers got to be up. Yeah. They can't have Approval somebody rating. tanking because they're going to do movies. And they can't okay, take it. Okay. Uh, says Marvel boss Kevin Feige gave fans something to years. Hold on. Feige presented a long list of Marvel movies shown during Disney's 2020 Investor Day and officially put an end to the Brie Larson Captain Marvel firing rumors. So that's misinformation. I apologize. But. I mean, it's for real, though. Those approval ratings for the Avengers cast got to be higher than the president's approval rating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying. So. But y'all want to hit some, uh, a little, a couple little movie news things here? Well, the stand was good. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the stand. Oh, yeah. Uh, the stand was great. It was good. Uh, and it, it was called the walk or the long walk yeah, or whatever it was like for a reason. They were there were a lot of walking. We saw the downfall of Harold. Dude, how fucked up is that though? She's like, You gotta go there and you gotta walk. And they're like, We yeah. gotta walk. She's like, Yes, you do. You and know? you only take the clothes on your back. Yeah, so they start walking. Of course. Did y'all notice this? Like that whole scene, who's the old guy with the vape? Oh, um, y'all know his name in the show. I can't remember it. Y'all know uh, who I'm talking about. One with the dog. Yeah. And the, the whole time you're watching this scene, they make you think that he's going to fall. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause it kept like, Oh, and it was like, Oh, he's going to fall. He's going to get hurt. And it's like, it's Stu. <laughs> Not only did child? he fall, dude, Man, he during, fucked his during leg. That walk, up. During that walking montage. In my head, I just, I guess it's from where I watched Ice Age with the kids so much as like back in the day. And I just heard all the, the whole time. I just wanted a, a clip of it being the whole did do did did do did on the way. That or fucking put the fucking Hobbit traveling music to it. Or fucking You Make My Dreams Come True. So. With many drone shots of them walking. And they were going to walk all the way there, and they were like, well, if we keep walking at this rate, we'll be there by February. <laughs> it's like, God damn. But here, that's they the plan, dude. They're going to run my... into people along the way. They're going to find dude. Good thing Larry brought the guitar. Bob Cullen's going to show up. You know? They'll run into him somewhere. Man, that mother... Dude, fucking... Dude had plenty of paydays on him. And then here's the thing. What if they run into the kid with the bomb? It's like they're out there for a reason. Yeah. But uh, I, I didn't expect her to die. I love every scene of Trash Can Man. 
<laughs> right. This is a guy who played the Flash too, right? Yelling, just like you're right. Yeah. Just motherfucker, just being like, yeah. No, I, I remember you, Tram. You just... said before you watched that episode. I just want to say one thing. There's some exquisite <laughs> acting. Yeah. And right there at the beginning, when I saw him, I was like, this is what he was talking about. <laughs> that dude went I'll... for it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. And the director I wasn't like, like Turner, could you pull that back just a little? Like, Yeah. Did you say who wrote this episode, though? No. Owen King. Stephen oh, King's... his son? Yeah, one of oh, his sons. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. This the one that did I... that cornfield movie? Uh, that yeah. he did with him? Okay, I didn't know if he had another yeah. son that was a writer. So, so here's my thing. What's Amazon's deal with masturbation? Amazon. HBO? HBO, Amazon, or just TV in general nowadays. What well, makes like, you say that? They always attribute... They always did attribute you see the guy jerking off of the boys? Like, yeah. You saw that? Yeah, he's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. He fucking busts one this on the city, dude. Up a bunch of shit, and he's sitting there beating off too. He's jumping in the air, fucking yeah. beating it down like it's testosterone, dude. I don't know what their deal is, but I know it might have something to do with Jeff Bezos stepping down today as CEO. <laughs> Just saying, it makes it makes for some fucked up character uh, development, but um. But yeah, I mean, uh, how crazy was this? Oh, um, Harold's death. Desert. Well, the Harold's death thing was crazy, and he was fucking pissed. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> you saw it coming. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Well, she was going to kill talking him. about the desert rape. Yeah. The desert rape was what I was talking about originally. Yeah. Where, yeah, where she's like, like, yeah. Oh, where she was she's banging getting, that sand body. Yeah. Now, well, now, when y'all real, saw well, him, we realize in the form of that sand, well, we y'all not like, now, I don't know how that could feel good. That's well, well, now we know why Nadine's such a bitch. She's got sand in her vagina yeah. the whole time. Yeah, for real. That's all I could think when I saw flags, him. Flag's been beating it Toying down with for her. several episodes now, you know. And then she was so excited to walk down there and greet him when they got there. Yeah, I know. Looking um, like fucking the Chucky's bride. I don't know. Yeah. She looked like a Tim Burton character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the bride of like, Chucky over here. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? And, and, I, and I think we both know. We all know. Fucking Larry Underwood found that goddamn journal quick. Yeah. He yeah, walked he... up and picked it up. I was like, damn. <laughs> like, and here was the thing. When I saw the dude laying on the no rocks over there. He to approach the body. Or the stick. And the reason he did have was fucking dumb. Hey, there's no way I'm taking my jacket off. No. I'm putting no. it over him. Freeze my ass off out there. Mm-mm. In this apocalypse, bitch. This he legend. had a book bag, dude. Put his head in it. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> he was already all fucked yet, up. Or, or better yet, yeah, his eyes have been pecked out. You're too late, Larry. And this motherfucker's so, dying with a stick in his chest, and he's like, "Let me write an old short story." Yeah, I remember when I was a boy. We <laughs> always played on the swing. Um, so the I mean, the flag of flying through sunlight. Flag can see through these ravens, right? I think so. Like that's a thing, right? Because that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. I mean. 
I mean, well, I mean, he basically force projected a sand version of him to fucking impregnate this chick. Yeah. I think that, yeah, you're right. Y'all pick up this thing like that. He really don't want to bang her. He's just doing it because he has to. Well, y'all get that from him. It showed us what flag wants to do. He just wants to hover, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. (laughs) Like he just wants to, he just wants to hover. Well, that was like he un- he just unlocked that skill on the skill tree. Oh yeah, so he's, he's like, I gotta he's try it. On. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna use it every, every time he, you yeah, look at him. He's hovering. It's like, god damn it! <laughs> he's 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 spamming jump, dude. Yeah, he was straight tapped into it, man. When yeah, he was in he the was. corner of the room, she was like, he just hovers all day. <laughs> Never spent any time with me. Yeah, all he wanted just, to do was impregnate just, me. When, whenever his henchman, the real flamboyant one, I just want a moment where everyone turns on flag and he's like, I turned a new leaf flag and puts the hat to the other side. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of? Stevie. Yeah. We're going to do it all he fixes. Katie. Katie. That's who he reminds me of. That dude would have been better. Like, I'm <laughs> or no, he, he, no, it's the same sequence, but he's like, Sorry, Randall. I've donned a new flag. Yeah. <laughs> Changes the hat. I'm changing the flag. Puts up a he will we, not divide us. We got what, two episodes left? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm ready. I Shit. wish that they'd just go ahead and release the last two episodes this week. Oh, wait. Here's here's what I. What's his name? Tom Collins. He's going to find Stu and help him get back, right? That's got to happen, I mean, right? You think so? It's got to. I mean, you never know. Well, see, she told He's him. roll up and be like, news from the underground. M-O-O-N. Yeah. That spells secret. Well, she told <laughs> like, him that she wanted him to be in charge. Yeah. But how, how can he be in charge if he's not there? Like, she sent him off. Yeah. So yeah. as soon as he leaves, he breaks his leg. Oh, guess what? I got to go back. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Tom's going to roll uh, up and be like, hey, boss. Tom Collins, like... M-M-O-N. That spells check is crevice. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's Stu. How you doing? What are you doing down there, Stu? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know how he is. That's not how you, that's not how you, that's not how you play soccer, Stu. Yeah. yeah he looks mighty bad, Stu. And then he's just <laughs> going to come man. walking into doing, town Stu? holding him like a baby. Like, yeah. That's what's going to oh, happen. Man. Stu, and like the whole time, like Stu's writing, like it shows like he's writing in a journal this whole time, but when he cut to it, it's him mapping out a new D&D campaign. Yeah. <laughs> now, she said y'all can take the clothes on your back, which they brought a book bag. Y'all saw the book bags, yeah. right? Okay, did yeah. anybody else, did they bring a fucking walkie-talkie? No. They got these high-tech, 100-mile walkie-talkies over here. Nothing but the clothes on their back. It's the fucking walkie-talkies from Jurassic Park. You know? (laughs) The good ones. Yeah. And they can't bring a walkie-talkie call in and be like, we need a med file. Somebody need a med pack. I know we're diverging here, but like, fucking walkie-talkies. I want the night vision goggles. (laughs) Yeah. Are they expensive? No, he says they're heavy. Yeah. Expensive. Put it down. (laughs) <laughs> i went by that for years that was code like is it heavy yeah it's expensive put it down <laughs> in rain sleet sun or moon with these bad boys we'll see flags games but yeah so far so good man i can't wait it's yeah it's been I'm great excited. 
So we got a couple of titty bits here. Uh, there's a. <laughs> I've been there's working a, on it. A, a movie that I yeah Adam's been working on something. Trav, um, <laughs> the Adam Project images tease father son time travel antics with Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo. It says uh, I know he had them kind of contacts. I know, right? When Griffin said the title earlier, I was like, I've been working on it. And he and didn't say anything for a minute. And then he was like, you've been working? I was like, yeah, you know the movie. <laughs> yeah, and was like, oh, okay. I see what you did there. <laughs> Forgot your name was Adam for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was hanging out with Ryan the other day. Oh, you know, that's why I call Ryan. Um, so anyway, I mean, there's some pictures. It's cool. But more importantly, there's a time travel movie with a father and son duo with Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo. So let's go ahead and take bets on it. I mean, we're going to watch this for the podcast, obviously, right? So who's the father and who's the son? Uh, Ruffalo's got to be the older one, right? I think that they look the same age. I think that uh, Ryan Reynolds is going to be the father. Listen, okay. But Ruffalo, he's not going to be the son. Right, like there's another kid. There's got to be another kid, right? I th- I don't know, dude. That this doesn't make sense though. Look at them in those pictures. Well, it's like, a time travel movie. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's a twist. Yeah, so that's they'll probably do so, that because you already think that Ruffalo's going to be. Yeah, be the dad. So it'll probably be the other way around. One one giveaway could be their clothes, but no, they're. Dressed the same. Yeah, pretty much. In every yeah, image, so. Mark Ruffalo has the same, like, what face? Like, he's concerned. Yeah, dude. look he's at how concerned him. he is about that car. He's <laughs> yeah. like, so, I don't, all I have is fucking uh, liability. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you know? Fuck. But yeah, I'm down to watch um, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh and yeah, I didn't want I mean it was just pictures, but I didn't know that they were working on a father son time travel film, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um I wanted to touch on this real quick. Um Batman the Long Halloween animated movie gets bloody and violent with PG thirteen rating. It says that the upcoming animated adaptation of Batman the Long Halloween won't shy away from the comics more adult themes. Uh, the animated two-parter, uh, two-part adaptation of beloved DC comic, The Long Halloween, has now reportedly received an official rating of PG-13 from the MPA. The animated feature was given the rating for all the good stuff that it's going to include, such as violence, bloody images, language, and some smoking. Many of DC's animated adaptations have been given this rating, with the movies refusing to shy away from some of the more adult-oriented themes that feature in the comic book source material. So I'm excited. Um, I mean, DC kills it with their animated stuff, man. Yeah. And the Long Halloween is a fantastic Batman story. Um, so I'm I'm very excited for this. Very. Uh, next up, we've got um, Edgar Wright is on his third draft of the Baby Driver Two script. Okay. Says Baby Driver director Edgar Wright has now confirmed that the script is written and ready to go for the highly anticipated sequel. However, while Wright reveals that the script for Baby Driver 2 is complete, don't start revving your engines just yet, as something is still holding the following follow-up back, something far beyond Wright's control. 
He says, it's written. I've actually written three drafts of it. It's funny. You get fans on social media media saying what's happening to blah, blah. And you know, there's a global pandemic, right? Some things are beyond even me. So, uh, you know, it's being held up, you know, thanks to uh, pandemic, but. Welcome, Andy. Well, and this is the main reason that I wanted to bring this up is like, Loved Baby Driver. Yeah. Baby Driver. You know, yeah. um, do we really need a follow-up? Because I think that the film ended on such a good note. What's the point? Now, I may be... I eating, think it should have been a one and done. Yeah, I agree. Now, I may be eating these words in, you know, two years. But right now, I really don't think that, you know, it was... It, it's worth making a sequel to. But if Edgar Wright's doing it, if the cast that is still alive is coming back, you know, and all this kind of stuff, then sure, let, let's play it out and see what happens with it. But, you know. Um, I just wanted to hit on that for a second. I mean, I really, really enjoyed Baby Driver, and I've watched it several times. I remember a while back, it's been, a, you know, whenever we heard that he was working on another script. I mean, this was like, you know, this movie came out four years ago. Yeah. So, um, We talked about that. Like, ah, does it need another one? Not really, but we'll, you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it right. I mean, yeah. will Kevin Spacey be in it? Probably not. <laughs> what makes you um, say that? Well, you know. He's is busy. he retarded? I think is he's, he slow? Hell no. <laughs> he's retired. Oh, he's he's forcefully retired, yeah. right? He got a dishonorable discharge. Yeah. So, but I watched. He's been it. demoted to the role of Frank. Yeah, <laughs> for <probably>. life. <laughs> you don't want to be a Frank for life, dude. Uh, next up, this is very interesting. So, Rod Sterling uh, biopic <laughs> is very ambitious with fantasy elements. Teases Donnie Darko director. Um, Richard Kelly has shared an update on his highly anticipated Rod Sterling biopic. The project was first announced back in August of 2019 and the Twilight Zone fans have been waiting for any kind of update since then. However, Kelly has been pretty busy though. He admits that the upcoming biopic is a very special project. It seems that Kelly and his crew are trying to get everything dialed before they start the production. Uh, so in an interview uh, promoting the South uh, Land Tales Blu-ray, he said that, um, well, this is a very special project. It's a very ambitious project, and we want to get it right. We want to make sure we have the right talent and the right budget, and all the elements need to be just perfect for the project to get made. And we have such respect for Rod Sterling's legacy and the enormous footprint that he left in our business and in our culture. So we've been working on that for several years. and he, I mean. The box came out in 2009, 2009? dude. I'm sitting over here like, he's blaming shit on the pandemic. Yeah. Bitch, you ain't put nothing out since 2009. Yeah. Get to work. He also goes in to say here that we've been working very closely with Ann Sterling, Rod's daughter. I've adapted her memoir that she published about her father and his life, and it's very ambitious project to a biopic, and it involves a lot of fantasy elements. There is a big fantasy science fiction concept in the sort of approach that we're taking to try and tell the story of his life. 
So that's a really complicated, difficult needle to thread. We are definitely working on it, and hopefully at some point we'll get that project off the ground. And it's really just about getting all the elements to work. So fingers crossed that we'll get there and we can really pay a tribute to Rod's life in the best way possible. I mean, honestly, could they have picked a better director, writer to work on it? Especially something like that. Yeah, I mean, you want that bizarre. Yeah, like, yeah, the way his storytelling and like his, um, like the visuals and like, you know, cinematography, like the way everything plays out is so like low key in a certain kind of way. I mean, when it, like, whenever you watch Donnie Darko, like, you see the rabbit, you see all this other shit going on, but it's so low key and they do it so sparingly that whenever it happens, you're like, oh shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in reality, uh, if you condense Donnie Darko down into 30 minutes, it could have very well been an episode of the Twilight Zone. Dude, yes. Yeah. 100%. So I, I s- wonder if. Oh, go ahead. No, nah, man, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I wonder if Jordan Peele's going to. Um, be it come on as a producer or something that would be cool i mean it would make sense i mean if he loves the twilight zone enough to reboot it yeah. and bring it back for modern ages then why would it would make sense well, i'm sure know? if he reached out to him mm-hmm. i did see an article because i was looking at that article it pulled i looked up something that pulled from another one where jj yeah. abrams was working on a screenplay in 2013 for rod sterling yeah but see, that just never happened. So, right. um, I, to uh, me, this is a better I think, fit. I think Kelly is much better fit for this. Yeah. Than, Who do you than, think they'll uh, get to Jay play? Hale. John Hale. Well, let's look. Let's look at um, an old photo. Of I already him. got it up here. You got it. Yeah, I'll put it in general. I've got the Google search, so you could just see all of them, like. All right. But it's got to be someone, you know, clean cut, suit tie, kind of, you know, skinny. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, maybe John Hamm, uh, if John Hamm dropped a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of weight. Yeah, he'd have like, to slim down. Yeah, not saying he's overweight. No, he just, this guy's a rail. What about um, Hacksaw Ridge? Um, Alexander, no, uh, Spider-Man. What the fuck is his name? Tom, Tom something. It's, uh, the new Spider-Man. Hear me out. Hear me out. Andrew, give him a little age. Give him a little age, but fucking Zac Efron. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. After doing that one movie where he played old fucking serial killer, dude. Yeah. He could do that. He could be clean cut. Yeah, I kind of like that. I kind of like that pick, Trav, a lot. I really like that pick because he's got that. He's kind of got the same jawline. Yeah. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. He could pull off the haircut and the suit. Fuck it, Travis. You're right in the movie. <laughs> I like the pick so much. You're right. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Give me two days. Yeah. <laughs> Trev's like, I'm going to binge every episode of the Twilight Zone ever made. Damn. And we're writing a movie, you know? <laughs> I go into the pitch room. First and foremost, my film is going to fuck your eye holes. <laughs> now. 
let's discuss what this movie is going to be about. If someone said that to me, I would hand them a blank check. Yeah, go make it. I don't even want to know. Just go make it. Yeah, I don't want to see it. Here's all the money you need. Yeah. That's got to be on the poster, too. This movie's going to fuck your eye holes. People be like, I got to see that one. What movie are you talking about? The fuck your eye hole movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Rod Sterling Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Travis not. Travis presents fucking fucked eye holes at the motion picture. Oh, God. So, on the last little tidbit here, they're doing, you know, the Sandman, the Neil Gaiman's, you know, award winning, uh, beloved Sandman on Netflix. Uh Pretty sure it's going to be animated. Um, no. It's a live action. It says Netflix has announced the main cast for their upcoming live action adaptation of Neil Gaiman's seminal comic book series, The Sandman. The announcement confirms the long held rumor. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, speaking of fucking your eye holes, this is going to do that if they do it right. Yeah. So we've got um, Tom Sturridge as his dream. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie Christie is Lucifer, which that's the chick from Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and Star Wars. Uh, Viviana Achimpanga Achimpong <laughs> as uh, Lucien. Charles Dance is uh, Roderick Burgess. Sanjeev Bashkar as Kane. Asim. Chaudhry as Abel and Boyd Holbrook as the Corinthian. So this is the cast that we've got here. And I, I never read the Sandman. I don't know anything about it. I've always wanted to read Sandman, but I've never got around to reading it, unfortunately. And the reason why, this is the reason why I've never read Sandman. If you want the Sandman collected into a volume, it's a lot of fucking money. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of money. So that's why I'm, uh, I, I haven't finished the Sandman, but I've read pretty well into the story. Right. And it's, it's a trip. Yeah. Like it, like the, the whole, like it's it, j- without delving it, like forever on it. He gets trapped cause some motherfuckers are trying to capture a demon. Yeah. But they pull his ass out of the dream realm instead. So dream is stuck in the earth, like in earth realm for a really fucking long ass time. And some motherfuckers let him loose. Yeah. And when he gets out, he's like, fuck you guys. I'll be right back. I'm about to get my shit. And so he has like a MacGuffin. He has a MacGuffin quest for quite some time where he's. (laughs) <laughs> wanting to get his sand back because he's the fucking sand man. So, he, you know, he has to go get all his artifacts back. Fuck yeah. One of the reclaim actors. His, reclaim, his, reclaim his shit again, you know. From the show um, said that uh, this could, could run as long as five to seven seasons that they were told. Like, you're, you're I, we're locking this in. It's going to be a while. You all right with that? That's going to be awesome. So they were, I think they had one of the Hemsworths they wanted to put in there, but I don't think they could lock them down for something 
right. so long. Yeah. So Here, yeah, here's here's why I've never read it. So to get the Sandman box set, it's $108. Damn. If you get the Sandman Omnibus Volume 1, that's just Volume 1. It's and it's hardcover. It's $73. Fuck. To get the individual volumes, collected volumes, and it's volume one through, I think, 10 or 12, they're $20 a piece. So, It yeah. must be good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The artwork. I've, I've, I've read both online, and I've actually borrowed physical copies of Sandman to read. And... Like, you get what you pay for because, like, the books, whether you're getting the trade or the hardback or whatever, like, it's just, the whole, the whole printing is just drenched in this artwork that's just really fucking badass. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen the artwork and it is beautiful. Yeah, right. it does Thank look you. cool. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, that, that, that's the very same reason. I don't own it. But yeah. it's it's one of those where if I ever found volumes and they were at a price that I felt like I could get without fucking the wife breaking one off in me, I, it's one of those things that I've always planned <laughs> yeah. to get for my for my collection. Especially oh, yeah. if you see it at a good price, because you know that it's some high dollar shit. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, guys, that's all the movie news that I saw worth mentioning. Did y'all run across anything that was uh, pod-worthy? Purthy? Yeah, let's see. I, we uh, do got to talk about um, Dustin Diamond passed away, Screech. Yeah, it's kind of oh, a bummer. It's a little bummer. He had cancer. Yeah. Uh, I was going to do this whole screech montage i was gonna make you guys watch it because there's a bunch of them online but i was like we'll get copyright strike so yeah because it's all like old saved by the bell clips yeah there was a lot of people that came out and wrote up little things about him people that worked with him that was just weird man that came out of nowhere like yeah. larry king i get yeah because that dude is ancient you know yeah. But when Screech dies, it's like, damn, this dude was like 44. Yeah. And they were talking a while back about possibly doing a, you know, reunion or maybe even a follow up to Saved by the Bell where their parents and their kids are the one in They do have another show coming. So I wonder I mean, if he was supposed to be on that. But that's I mean, a bummer. That's a bummer, man. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. There week. is. There's one movie that I've been seeing getting a lot of praise. Um, <clears throat> we watched the trailer for it, and I can't remember the name of it, but I'm going to pull it up real quick. Uh, what the fuck is that name? All right, so this is... Uh, come on. It is Arch Enemy. That's what I thought it was. I didn't know if it was Arch Enemy or Nemesis. Um, but it's got Joe Manganiello in it. Uh-huh. And I've been seeing a lot of um, a lot of people on Twitter talking about this movie. 
because he's one of these people on Twitter that's like, he's not like a fuck you. If people tweet about his movie, then he retweets it. Yeah. And I follow the guy because he owns like several D and D companies and they sell D and D shit. Um, but so he's always either retweeting like stuff about things that he's been in or stuff that he's actually working on actively. And I know that it's his own, you know, it's his project that he started in and everything. But I mean, you've got people doing these write-ups and stuff and I've read some of them, like some of it, like I haven't you know, read spoilers or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but everybody's saying that it's really good. So we might need to throw that in rotation soon, guys. Yeah, man, I remember this trailer. It's the one where he's like a bomb, and he's yeah. like he's got powers or something. He's from another planet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I'm down to watch so, it. I just want to throw that in there because the last couple of day, days I've seen a shitload of reviews for this thing um, on Twitter, and I was just like, damn, this dude's doing it, you know? So... But yeah, I'm ready for some trailers, guys. I'm going to put it in my real estate folder. Arch Enemy? Yeah, dude, we talk about so many movies. Uh, I know, right. A lot of times then I'll be sitting there and I'm like, what was the name of that movie? And I have to go look at my bookmarks. and Yeah. It's a shit show. You're like, it's got, how many, how many folders are you up to now? In the just that, <laughs> I got a real estate folder and it's, it's got a lot of shit yeah. in it. Pretty big. Over here looking for something. We got several trailers and we got a couple of, of foreign trailers here. So, yeah, we had a lot trailer week. What, what last week? Yeah. And this year they kind of made up, or this year, this week they kind of made up for it a little bit. So. I sent them an email. <laughs> to all the studios? Yeah, like, like we're trying to do a fucking trailers. podcast over here, man. Yeah. Where's all the fucking what? trailers at? And they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> they're all Canadian. Sorry. <clears throat> Fuck it, man. I had a wireless mouse. Goddamn! <laughs> you know the dogs. The dogs of their chewing on it. Disappear. Like, hey, bitch, give that back. It's weird. All right, let me pull I want. This I want one of those mouse headbands. Have you seen those? Where you like turn your head and stuff? Well, it like somehow whatever you're looking at mm-hmm. is where the mouse pointers at. It's got an eye sensor. Could you imagine playing a fucking video game with that thing on? <laughs> um, have you seen those people use those eye sensors? They have, they'll have people who use them like on their streams, and oh, yeah, at all it times it shows. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because people will send them pictures. You know, if it's a picture of a girl, they look right at their boobs, yeah. like the first place the eyes go. I mean, dude. I mean, we're guys. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I think the reason that clip was in there was because he was like talking to a girl. Yeah. In like a live chat. And he was staring right at him and he was like, oh shit. Forgot yeah, I was, easy. uh, yeah. Tracking my eye movement over here. <laughs> He's like, let me turn it off real quick. You know, that's not something you want to forget. Yeah, for real. 
I'm pulling up YouTube. Yo, Thub. Yeah, eye tracker, dude. If there was a world war happening right now, we would have like the highest eye tracker technology right now. Well, you know, we're we're supposed to be like what fifty years behind the technology we actually have. Yeah, the government has technology fifty years more advanced than what we have as civilians, right? Yeah. So, because they had like Bluetooth in like the forties and fifties. Right. And didn't they have like a patent on it or something? Where I think they, you so. Know, yeah. It's like, I mean, so, we could have used that. Yeah, for real, dude. Fuck trying to sync all this shit up without Bluetooth. Damn. All right, then that we, we find out Bluetooth causes cancer somehow. And we're like, fuck. Yeah. You know, we're still waiting Blue- on that report. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. First up, we got Benedict Cumbersnatch mm-hmm. and the cor- the Courier. This is going to be British as fuck, dude. I got to be. Tell. Look at the mustache and the thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> what that's got to do with anything? <laughs> it works, though, you know? Yeah. Are y'all ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it, man. You ready, Trav? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah, dude. London. Oh, shit. Spy shit. This is a biopic, right? It's got to be something that really happened. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Oh, she has no idea. Yeah. He's like, I'm a spy, bitch. No worse.
Imagine the level of paranoia you would have. Yeah, right. That fucking shit looks so fucking good. Yeah. Cumbersnatch is going to act his snatch off, dude. Yeah. It's going to be fucking that good. He was like, got a little teaser here. British as fuck. I know. It's like it London, good, 1960. <laughs> 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 All caps, dude. Yeah, this is just a little... I'm ready when y'all are. Oh, something, something. Yeah, I'm. I'm ready for this. All right. Three, two, one, play. How ridiculous does he look? <laughs> I know. This does look better than the other one, though. Already. Yeah. It's going to be so goofy and fun, I feel. Yeah, so who's John Cena? Like, who's he supposed to be? I don't I don't know a lot of those weird B or C or D fucking villain characters. Z. Yeah, right. So. Uh, the head. Hmm. I mean. I knew a girl I mean, back in high school called the. What's head. it gonna be? You yeah. know. Uh, this is a uh, HBO Max again. Three, two, one, play. In the depths of one man's mind. Is this the thing prequel? It kind of has a sequel to the Goonies to me. Yeah, dude. They're all going to freak out kill each other because one of them's got it. No, one of them movies about being cold and alone. Yeah. Because the thing got you. No, it doesn't have feelings, bub. I don't know. I mean, why well, watch that when you can watch the greatest fucking horror movie ever made, you know? I mean, I just don't know how many of those were alone on an outpost and one of us goes crazy films I can keep watching and be well, entertained by. This is all I'm going to say. If it's not some badass sci-fi shit, I don't want it. No. I mean, who the fuck is going to be like a killer shambling through the fucking snow 
to get up to this place and start fucking on these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly this movie was influenced by the thing. We even got the nod to the fucking flamethrower. Yeah. So dude, when they were like pitching the movie, one guy was like, that kind of sounds like the thing. And they were like, you're fired. Get out of here. Get him out. He's fired. Because that's <laughs> that's where all of it starts. The head kind of sounds like the thing. Anybody? Anyone seen that? Classic. We don't watch. We don't watch that old shit. Now this next film, Red Box. I mean Red Dot. <laughs> um, this dude looks familiar. Looks like he needs a napkin. Yeah. He looks a little bit like yeah. Macaulay Culkin's brother there. He does, right? I don't know if Let's find out why he gets the shit beat out of him. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. Oh, it's oh. a foreign. Whoa. Hashtag FFF. Is this Swedish? David. Uh-oh. <laughs> if only these people could be cats instead. Yeah. <laughs> Completely different film. Turns out it's a Make cat a with comedy. a laser. That's to the cat. Yeah, where's that fucking dot coming from? I mean, that don't look bad at all. Wonder what it is. Yeah, it's be about two people coming back from the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got any plates? Yeah, I need ammo. Every time you come back from the gulag, do you feel like Oliver? Please, sir. <laughs> Can I have some more. Have some ammo. Please. Can we please hang here long enough to get more plates? No, motherfucker, keep moving. Yeah, fuck you. You shouldn't have died. Could I trouble yeah. you for some sniper rounds? You could trouble me for some shut the hell up. <laughs> you don't uh, need bullets. Dude, We're just going to bait you. Yeah, run out there in the field and let them shoot at you. See where they are. I'm pretty excited about this, uh, you know, this little taser we got here. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat, so. I mean, let's do it, dude. I think there's... Is this just the, I don't know if it's just Mortal Kombat because there was one where they show a few shows. Yeah. But it's still cool. This looks like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, all right. You ready, Trev? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Mortal Kombat. HBO Max again. Da, 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 da
Oh, nice Warner Max. <laughs> How many logos what? do we need? <laughs> All of them. Look, another one. Okay. Sonya. Ah, damn, that drops. Y'all can't come up with more of a trailer than that? Right. I'm thinking that the Super Bowl, I heard that, I think Marvel's supposed to dump like four trailers during the Super Bowl. Here's the thing, dude. I do not want to see a trailer for Black Widow. Don't show me another one of those. All right. more yeah, I that. agree. Let's just fucking wa- release the movie already, you know? Oh, and then this is the the mid-season trailer that they put up. Shit, yeah. I'm ready for this. It's pretty cool. <clears throat> Let's do it. Uh, I'm working with the mouse trackpad. You ready, Trav? <laughs> Yeah. Three, two, one, play. That's cool. For Halloween? Yeah. It's like Modern Family. Right. It's about to get wild, dude. Yeah. It is modern. She's talking to the camera. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Damn, dude. I'd be invested. Mm-hmm. Anyway. This is probably going to be bad. Yeah, but it's her first directorial debut, right? I think so. So we'll we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. You ready, Trav? Yep. Three, two, one, play. Moxie.
Mm-hmm. Been there. Come on, feel the noise. Oh. It's cherry bomb, dude. So her mom wrote it. Here's what's weird about this. Like, this is her first time directing and stuff. I mean, maybe she had something to do with the script. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, and this is the, you know. Yeah. This movie about kids. <laughs> you got moxie kid Absolutely. That's a little too woke for me. Girl power, dude. Girl power. We gave the trailer a chance. I know all I need to know. Yeah, I pretty much seen the movie. <laughs> well, I've seen movies like it, so. Yeah. I think I'll just watch Euro Trip. <laughs> Be done with it? Yeah. You're a I don't even know why I picked that one. Like, <laughs> ascendant, dude. I'm ready. You ready, Trav? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Sometimes you got to full ascendant, dude. Hot drop. That elevator's gonna drop. You oh shit. What is this? Just elevator torture? I wanna play a game with you. No. Oh, shit. They sure went through a lot of trouble to get the information out of this girl. Little did they know, she's Captain Marvel.
a movie about people sitting in an elevator for far too long. I was about to say, why doesn't she just do that up out of there? Huh. Dude, the first time that elevator dropped, I'd have been like, I'll tell you whatever the fuck you want to know. Yeah, Don't do that real. shit again. <laughs> Don't I mean, do that again. <laughs> whatever you want to know, man. I mean, you know the kind of modifications that you'd have to put on an elevator to make it move that quickly to throw you around inside of it? Yeah. I mean... I mean, the logistics of this. Well, that's, that's why time. I'm like, they, they put all, a lot of effort into <laughs> Well, you oh. know, with enough redstone, anything's possible. <laughs> yeah, call Jeff, you know. He's like, all right, first thing we got to do is clear out all the stuff under here. Yeah, how deep to bedrock? It's so like, going to put the redstone. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, dude. Safer at home. All right. So That's this is bad for 2020, dude. That it's a movie. What it, you'll see? Uh, the pandemic movies are rolling out, y'all. It's oh, it's God. about time, dude. I was waiting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's watch this shit show. Three, two, one, play. While people were stuck at home, they're like, you know what? This will make a great movie. We're now dealing with COVID twenty five. So this is how we hang out now. And it's found footage. My motherfucker, we've been doing this for years. This ain't nothing new. This movie sucks so bad the trailer has to buffer. (laughs) They all just took Molly. (laughs) Fun with webcams. So they're rolling on Molly while the world burns. Why are they for? Oh, he just pushed her. I believe you need to end the Zoom call, dude. Yeah. Call 911. It was an accident. And they're sitting there watching him the whole time. Yeah. He live streams it. This is so bad. They're like, Evan, you got to run. He picks the laptop up. He's running with it. All the fucking toilet paper. So we're going to watch that next week, though, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can. (laughs) I'm up. Safer at home. The Nevers, dude. 
twisting, turning through the never. If only HBO was that cool. I know, right? Or that clever, you know? Should they play that in the trailer? I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. This is trending number 12 right now. Wow. (laughs) Three years ago. Weird shit's happening. So she's like the Sherlock Holmes. Victorian X-Men. Looked like it could have been an episode of Doctor Who, though. A little bit there. <laughs> isn't, Josh we- isn't that Josh Whedon, though, that did this? Uh, I'm not sure. I think so. He's on my shit list. Let's see, Joss Whedon, the neighbors. Yep. yep. Hop for that just went down a good bit. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not based on anything. He's the writer for it. Whoa. Mm. All right. Moving on to bigger and better things. Marvel's behind the mask. I don't know what this is. I think this is a documentary. documentary. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to find something to go along with biopic, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm working on it, you know, but yeah, I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. So we got. Word. That's the king of rock, dude. 
Huge nerd. Yeah. Hmm. Whoa. Hell yeah. I love watch I love watching shit like that. Yeah. I just find it so fascinating, you know? Yeah, I remember hearing a thing with Stan Lee where he talked about that. He's like I wanted to be stronger, so we created the Hulk and Yeah. Talking about, you know. Yeah. All of his insecurities came out through Spider Man. Yeah, wasn't that in Marat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it's it from. Was. Yeah. But I've heard him talk about that in, like, interviews and stuff, so. Yeah. So I I dropped a couple of uh, horror, you know, foreign horror trailers in here. Um, I don't know if any of these are going to be worth a damn or not, but we still haven't picked one yet. But we do have an honorable mention from Corey. Oh, yeah. And I I went ahead and threw that trailer in here as well. Yeah, from the first one? Yes. All yeah. Right. So I threw that in here along with some other uh foreign films that I that I was checking into, so all right, let's see. What something happened? All right, I'm going up to the top. Yeah, this fucking, this first trailer is is technically a thriller horror, mm-hmm. uh, mystery, sci-fi. It covers all the bases, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, right. it's kind of a little movie? bit of everything. Did you make yeah. that? We don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, everything. But the way that it was explained whenever I was looking into it, it was, it was kind of like that film that had the dude from Chronicle with the water. Um where he went to that, like, it wasn't an insane asylum, I don't think, but there was those weird ills. I can't remember the name of it. We watched it. Um, it wasn't The Shape of Water. That movie sucked. Um, I think I remember what you're talking about. I don't remember the name. Yeah, we watched the trailer on the podcast, and I and I acquired it, mm-hmm. and uh, me, and, me and Marina watched it mm-hmm. one night, and it was pretty good. I think Travis watched it, because we had talked about it. Um. But anyway, it kind of had that feel whenever I was reading about it. So we'll check it out. See what you think. All right, y'all ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, play. Ifs, midnight, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh. Word. That's creepy. Yeah. He's going to go tell his buddies, y'all want to see a dead body? (laughs) Oh, here we go.
Because you're swimming in the dead body water, dude. Her eyes look weird. They look like black. Starfish. What the fuck? Cronenberg? Oh, shit. Some cult shit going on, dude. They're taking something out of them. I mean, it looks pretty interesting. Oh, the trailer's not over. I think this is a scene from the movie. I'm all right with that. It looks amazing. Yeah. I love how the colors pop. Mm Mm-hmm. You chop off a piece of that starfish that grows back, right? Yeah, I think so. It's got a weird vibe, you know, like a... Yeah. Fuck that starfish. What the fuck is happening? It's cold out there. I mean, that looks pretty good, though. Yeah. I mean, that's that looks pretty good. So this next one is a black and white film. Uh, Iranian. The first Iranian vampire Western ever made. Whoa. I read a lot of articles about this one as well, about how it was a first time director and people were just amazed at how well the film was to be a first time director. So, but yeah, I'm ready for it. All right. Three, two, one, play. Full screen. Bass.
Oh, yeah, ma'am. Got a little Tarantino. Yeah. You know? Maybe a little fucking David Lynch here. Oh, yeah. Up the bodies in the old creek. Hmm. The girl in the burka has fangs. That does look pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen a good vampire flick. So. Mm-hmm. Especially an Iranian one. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It so many to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've seen this one. You've seen High Tension? Yeah. Is it good? Uh. <laughs> I mean, we can skip the trailer then. I mean, I mean, tra- y'all can y'all can watch the trailer and derive what y'all want out of it. But I mean, I watched it, and I mean, I watched it once. <laughs> I just heard Trav give it a no stars, possibly yeah. a half star. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll watch it, but we're gonna throw this out of the fucking contender bracket then. All right, are y'all ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Are they a couple? Yeah. Oh. I don't know what gave it away. <laughs> hear every word you say. <laughs> I can hear you heffing. So the trailers, you know how it's just like action packed and just yeah. all this shit's happening. So in the movie, is it like a slow burn? Yeah. It doesn't happen that fast, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
next, this is a, of course, French zombie flick. Uh, but there was a lot of people praising this online, so you know, my, you know, check her, check her out. French zombie flick. Yeah. Because why not? You know. All right, three, two, one, play. Let's see. Cal. The voice on the woods. That's creepy. Wow. That's creepy as fuck. Mm hmm. The fuck are they doing? There's different kinds of zombies. Look at this shit. They all got rabies. These are those fucking 28 days later zombies over here, dude. Yeah. And they got a mission. Well, it's like the crazies. Yeah. Remember that movie? Yes. And for real, the countryside in France looks like Georgia. Yeah, right. It looks pretty good, though, right? To be a different kind of zombie film. Yeah. I mean, you, there's only one way you can fucking, you know, peel that orange, but. I mean, that same old juicy fruit, though. Yeah, so. Time of, Time the, of the Wolf. Yeah, this is an older film. Came out in two thousand and three. I think this might be French. Attempts de loup. Yeah. Oui, oui. <laughs> and uh, I mean, the oh. it just sounded weird. So you know, it's about that time you went to that cousin's house who's like obsessed with wolf stuff. The one that where's the wolf get shirt? The chairs. Yeah. <laughs> get the they chairs the out big, of the garage. They got the big wolf curtain. Oh, up. yeah, dude. They got all the, like, wolf memorabilia around the house. Yeah. Full moons as far as the eye can see. Oh, and the same people have dream catchers. Yes. Thousands of them. Got one hanging in his room. His his bedspread has a wolf howling at the moon. There's a dream catcher behind it. Yeah. That that protects him from evil, dude. Yeah. Well, you got to help him get the chairs out of the garage. 
yeah. family get togethers. And the whole time he's like, you know, another thing about wolves? Yeah. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. They're like, you want to hang out with... Has, has sleep music set, but it's just nature sounds featuring distant wolf cries. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to go over there with y'all go over there. I don't want to hang out with him. He's weird and he smells like patchouli oil. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, it's your it's your blood. You got to learn to love him. Uh, do I have to? All of his movies and books are all wolf related. So he's got like Jungle Book. <laughs> but he always wants to watch Indian in the cupboard. Yeah, because <laughs> it makes him feel some kind of way. <laughs> his idea of a romantic evening is watching dances with wolves. <laughs> wow. It's like, yeah, I got a bad time. I can't watch that tonight. <laughs> I know that was the only news. The only the only news he watches is Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> All right, I'm ready for this time of the wolf. All right, any TV show made by Dick Wolf. <laughs> Three, two, one, play. I fucked it up. Huh? We ain't giving nothing away. No, you gotta watch this movie. Yeah, I kept waiting for a wolf to show up. Oh, I was like, "Is this like a werewolf movie?" It says Anne and her family arrive at their country house to find that it has been invaded by strangers. The ensuing confrontation is only the beginning of a painful learning experience. Nothing is like it once was. I think it's post-apocalyptic film as well. Oh. Yeah. Like the stalker. Train to Busan, or Busan. Is it Busan? I think it's Busan. I think. So this was the honorable mention. Corey was talking about this movie the other night, how good it was. I haven't watched it. Have you watched it, Trev? Train to Busan? Yeah. No. I've seen some clips. There's some, like, ridiculous zombie fights. Oh. I've seen some some clips of it. This comment right here. First time I ended up crying over a zombie movie. Complete perfection. 
Right. So yeah. Three, two, one, play. Out of competition. All aboard. Is that the kid from the stand? I think so. Looks just like him. Oh, shit. Talk about being in a fucked up place, dude. Stuck on a train. Hell no. No, that's not him. Damn. I mean, it looks 10 tenths, you know? Yeah. 10 tenths. 10 tenths, man. So, I mean, we still got three weeks okay. until we get get to the horror sec. So, do y'all want to keep going and seeing if we can find anything else? We can keep going, but I'm going to save a few of these. We have some good contenders here. Yeah. I mean, we might have to just like put it in the randomizer or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Too many good ones. Yeah, I'm going to bookmark them. But yeah, next week we have Aniara. Which one uh, is this? That is the spaceship cruise. Oh, yeah. Where shit gets weird. They go off course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited about this. I'm going to go ahead and get rid of the Wizard of Souls here. But yeah, I'm excited to watch this film. It looked really good. So hour and 45 minutes. Just try it, you Mm -hmm. know. So never heard of it. Yeah. Swedish and is available. Borka, borka, borka. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's one of the greatest times of the year. You know, they always say that the worst movies are released in February, right? Mm-hmm. So we put our own spin on it. Let's find other films that aren't traditionally released in the United States. Yeah. And let's watch them. It's genius, dude. We we might be geniuses and we don't even know. I tried to look around online to see if anyone ever did a foreign film February. We're the first ones. We're the first ones to coin that phrase. But I did find a forum where it was foreign (laughs) films of February. 
Yeah. Not the same. Or of February. Yeah, not the same. And they're like, so it's foreign films that came out in February, so it's like the worst of the worst. Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were being serious. I was like, I'm going to find that guy and fucking whip his ass, you know? Yeah. There was. I did find a thing, but yeah, we're we're foreign film. We got it. Second year doing it. Foreign film February. I think yeah. we might need to trademark it, dude. Yeah, at the end of this one, since it's been a year, we each get a little coin. Like a, hashtag FFF on Yeah, like one of those, but you know what I'm saying? One of those challenge mm-hmm. coins? Yeah. The ones that you put on the bar? Yeah. We each get our little foreign film February. But if we unite all the coins at one time, we create a town like Wanda does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's just us watching. We're, it's called we're Geraldine. Of, yeah. <laughs> and there's a cow roaming around. Somebody's cow yeah, got cool. out and there's a goat. Yeah. And a bunch of rednecks hanging out at the gas station. A bunch of rednecks. Dude, the last time I, you know, sometimes you'll just be on a back road, dude, and there'll just be a cow. Yeah. Just walking chilling around. Yeah. And I like those sometimes because, you know, you're on a back road, I kind of pull up. And I'm like, what are you doing out here? You know? Yeah. Start talking to it. And I'm like, I bet somebody's looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more nervous of hitting a cow than a than a deer. Dude, it will fuck your car <laughs> up. Cows yeah. always look. Cows always look at you like, is this the first time you're seeing a cow or something? Yeah, yeah. It is funny when people from up north come down. Yeah, they like, look at them. It's a cow, and it's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> that's where milk comes. You want to see a pig? This is a trip right here. Come look at this. <laughs> Watch a roll around the mud. If you'll come come over here, uh, Daniel from Vermont, maybe I'll show you where the ribeye comes from. Wait till you smell that pig pen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, you know that smell? It's chicken shit. Yeah. The smell in the air is chicken shit. He's like, it's it's not someone cooking meth. It's chicken shit. That's the plastic. That's plastic. Oh, what's that smell? Plastic. That's a paper mill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome what... to good old Rome. <laughs> <laughs> I get you home, but you got to know your back roads. I do have a fear of hitting a cow. Yeah, dude. Like a legit, because I've grown up around them my whole life. And if you hit something that weighs 1200 pounds well they stand their they're, ground yeah they they're not getting out of the way no they're well, like no you have to blow cow chunks all over the fucking road especially if you're gonna hit it going like 60 or 70 miles an hour oh uh, dude that's gonna be like hitting a cement wall yeah car's <laughs> gonna stop yeah 1200 pounds of cow because your average deer probably weighs what at most 300 pounds at most but most time it's way under that that's yeah. a big oh, deer. It'll fuck the, oh, it's gonna fuck you and the car up for sure. But but if like if you're like snorting and farting down a back road, hauling ass, and then you <laughs> fucking hit a fucking cow, yeah. yeah, you're gonna at least Superman punch that thing a couple feet. I was in yeah. Princeton one time. I don't know if y'all know where that's at. Yes, Paint Rock Valley or Paint yeah. Rock. Yeah, I went around a curve, dude, hauling ass, Trav and the Amigo. And there was a cow standing right in the middle of the fucking road. Turned Jesus. sideways. So there wasn't no going around it. Yeah. And he was just standing there. 
So I slam on my brakes. I'm like, what the fuck? It's a cow. You know, then I'm sitting there like honking my horn at it, trying to get it to move. Yeah. And it was just like, fuck you, dude. You can bump them with with your car and they will move. I I mean, I've done that several times. They'll be like, oh, that can move me. Dude. Yeah. But whenever you, like, I understand how like a goat gets out or when I see a cow, I'm like, how did you even get out? Well, here's, here's how, dude. And and I've had to spend countless hours of my youth wrangling these motherfuckers up and trying to get them back to where they were supposed to go. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's the farmer's neglect. They and leave something open. That, well, they'll either leave something open or they'll le- they'll unhook the uh, the charger thing for the uh, for the electric fence. Yeah. So the cows, if they get into it a couple of times, you know, they're they're gonna be like, That fence will fucking shock me. I ain't fucking with it. But they always try it like every yeah. three days they're like, We're gonna see if that bitch is Yeah, still they on. send somebody in. Yeah. One of the baby and cows. We, they're like, get over there and touch that fence. Pee yeah. on it. And w- once that it's not on, them motherfuckers like gang up and they're like it's it's clear over here. We're yeah. going. Here's the thing too, man, they can probably hear that fence because yeah, electric it, fence, it puts the sound off, dude. Yeah, you can hear the fucking electricity flowing through that shit. So if they don't hear that, they're like, "Wait a minute, let's yeah. go over here and check this out." Yeah, it's like, oh shit, that's funny that they're smart enough to. Yeah, what always baffled me, man, was like, you know how you'll see those. All right, they'll have the entrance where they drive in. Yeah, and they got that weird metal shit that's not flat. You know what I'm talking yes. about? I've yeah. always heard won't, cows won't walk it. over that. They won't. Ain't that weird? Yeah. Well, like, they're for the lose balance are, or something. Well, the gaps are so wide that um, all right. So for for cows to walk, the, it, they have to recognize that the ground that they're fixing to step on is going to be wide enough to support their weight. Mm-hmm. They're that smart. So if they see something with a gap in it like that, then they know that their hooves are going to get stuck in it. Ah. Uh. So they won't walk, walk across it. So in theory, if you had enough money to surround your property with this this ditch, basically, yeah. uh, it's like a big drainage ditch with about a foot and a half gaps in it. Mm-hmm. They will not try to. And if they do try to walk across it, their hooves, the way that their hooves are, they, fall. They, will, they will slip down in it. No, they'll get stuck in it. You'll oh. have to go pry them out. Yeah. Fuck that. And then, yeah, for real. You ever had to get a goat head out of a fence? Uh, I've had to get cow heads out, yeah, with horns and yeah, shit. Yeah, so the I'll horns. Go. And then they always like, you're like, no, turn your head this way. I'm trying to help And then you. whenever they find that one spot where they're like, I'm free. Yeah. They pull they back and the horn catches yeah. your thumb. Yes. Yeah. You got like a bloody blister. You like, you motherfucker. Yeah. Dude, I've been knocked down. I've almost <laughs> been kicked several times. And I almost got ran over by one once. And that was, um, that was all in the same day. (laughs) I mean, pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) But no, there was one, like, this is how the story goes. I'll tell this real quick. So I'm out there working. We've got to get this bull up. And I mean, a bull, this bitch is a bull, you know? Mm. And it's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. All right. We're going to run it into the pen. We need you to stand in front of this gate right here because if he comes hauling ass through here, he's going to tear the gate down and get out. I'm like, okay. And they're like, whenever he sees you, he should go to his left, which would be your right, and go where we need him to go. Word. 
Well, they robbed this thing up a little too much before it got in there. And this thing came barreling through there. And I was standing right behind the gate and I jumped completely onto the other side of it. Spider-Man style. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I put my hands on it and I vaulted myself over the top of yeah, it. Yeah, the cowboy way. Yeah, and I fell down, and it was a good thing I did because it hit the gate mm-hmm. and like pushed it, and my foot caught the bottom. You know, caught it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and that was like the scariest I've ever been. You just see ever. this big motherfucker barreling towards you, and you he got, ain't like stopping. It's like, oh, wait a minute, this is not what they yeah. said would happen. Yes. This Here's thing the thing, is like, dude. He didn't want to go back in there. Yeah. He no, knew what they were trying that. to do. He's like, no, bitch, I got out. Yeah. I'm not going back in. Fuck that. I'm in charge here. Yeah. Yeah. I've been. You've yeah. been stepped on? Yes. That's got to hurt, yeah. right? And then yes. here's the thing. Do they like, do they ease it down and just no. lock it in? Oh, no. So they're not like, oh, that's a good place to step. They just step. They normally like, come straight damn. Especially if there's several of them together in a small confi- confined space. They know that they're not going to step on anything that'll cause them to break their legs or anything because they see everything else moving around and it's fine. So if you're within that close to them, which happens from time to time, yeah, you'll get stepped on. Or, or the worst is when they like, swing their head and hit you in the chest mm. and knock you down. Like the breath, the out, breath of you. out of you. Yeah. 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 So I experienced some shit. Yeah. You know, like I grew up around it. Hell yeah. But speaking of hitting stuff, have you ever seen that video of that dude on that motorcycle that hit that deer and he cut the deer in half? No. Nah. And it didn't even wreck the motorcycle. These must be going real fast. Yeah, they were on a back road trying to make a video for YouTube, and they hit a deer and cut that bitch in half. But that made a mess. I'm gonna see if I can find it here. We'll watch it. You know. Damn, that's crazy. They were going so fast. Yeah. The motorcycle just cut through it. I think this is it, because this video is fucking old. A few days ago, I was going down the main strip over here <sighs> on a back road that there's a lot of deer on. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're like, don't go over 55 here, because it's, it's a straightaway, but you got to watch out for them. Yeah. They're hopping across there. Um, So I see this guy pulled over on the side of the road, and he's got this nice little like sports car. Yeah. And the front end of that thing, dude, is fucked, right? Yeah. The fender's gone. The hood's all fucked up. And he's just on the side of the road looking at it like, what the fuck? Like he's got his hands on his head. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I go up a little bit more, and then I see the deer, dude, like 100 fucking yards. He must have been flying down that road when he hit that thing. Right. It just shot it. You know, and it was like in the middle of the road, dude, like it done a backflip or something like that. Should shouldn't drive so fast on this road, man. But yeah, life stories, guys. It's a little real estate exclusive right there. Keep it between the ditches. Where'd you drop this video? I'm looking for it. Oh. I think they might have pulled it down. Because I can't find the one that I 
remember watching back in the day. We'll put on a search party for it. We might track it down. Yeah, if any if anybody finds it. But yeah, I'm fixing to go to bed. Yeah, guys, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Keep it real. Yeah.